Just fucking lie to me. This they have a duplicate Oval Office in the bunker. Just go into that one and be like, "Yep, still at the White House. <laughs> Everything's fine." Definitely right here <laughs> in the White House. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the What a Disaster podcast, where we watch and review a disaster movie as close to weekly as we can possibly stand. <laughs> I'm Liz Bedore, and this week I'm joined by Richard Sawasinski. Hi. Hi, Greg. And Gregory Allen. Never heard of him. Liz, not Greg. I mean, yes. <laughs> This is excellent. The trio is here once again. It's Halloween month. <laughs> Halloween so Halloween month. Greg is here. Spooky You'll Greg. Hear all sorts of voice costumes today. <laughs> all right. Is this Spooky Liz? This, is, this, is Spooky Liz here? <laughs> spooky Liz. You were just that. We got Spooky Liz. We got Dumb Richard. <laughs> it's not a very good costume because it ah. pretty much is his year-round thing. Ah, it's just what you always say to me. It's so cute. <laughs> Richard. You know when it's cute it's nice. is when you stop being so stupid. It's nice of you. Like when you try, that's when it's cute. You're oh, like, yeah. look, Greg, I found a book. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's not a book. It's a toad. And I read it to the end. He cries every time. Yeah. To, my defense, to my defense, it was a very book shaped toad. I got to get our dragon out up front still. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about the dragon. Be, yeah. I was going to put it out today after they mowed the lawn, but then uh, That's how you find the castle. I got home pretty late and I don't really want to do anything. Do you guys go I'm knocking? exhausted. Knocking on doors? We don't kids? knock, we just yell trick or treat. Okay, but you're going to do it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. You, the best part of having kids is eating their candy. I think some kids don't do it now. Like, a lot of kids don't go. I mean, our neighborhood's flush Hopping. with children. Flush? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I know where to go this Halloween. Yeah. I mean, you want, if you want to... Yeah. They hang, they see the kids you want to hang fun. out with some... king-size candy bars over kids here? To... Give there myself. was a house a couple doors down, I think, doing the king-sizer, or the oh, regular-sizer. Give myself a couple kids and a couple king-size mm-hmm. candy bars. Salad mm-hmm. night. That's a good, 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 good haul. It's yeah. Salad investment. <laughs> they come with their like the kids with the pillowcases. They just come with their own sack. They come with their, like pinatas. Just grab them and go. <laughs> like Costco for children. Uh, what are we talking about today? Kidnapping kids. No. What movie, Ricardo? The 1996 epic blockbuster. Epic blockbuster. Independence Day. Independence Day. We don't have, I think we have gelatinous blob Liz with us today. She does not appear to want to move at all. (laughs) She's just, if you put your hand near her, I bet it would be absorbed and then slowly digested. (laughs) Slowly nothing. (laughs) My enzymes. She's translucent and I can see the bones of adventurers inside of her. Gel Liz needs nutrient. It's it's a quick dissolving. Liz, you are disgusting today. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she watched this movie twice I'm not for this. Like, to prepare for this I watched this movie twice today I you, three times. How, how did you even she have that much time in your times. day this movie's like two and a half hours friggin long I had a day off today you do <laughs> have a sweet shirt did you steal that from the adventurer you absorbed no. <laughs> she dropped out of college to watch this movie yes <laughs> is that, is that what happened um, it looks like a great shirt describe your shirt Liz 
It says Independence Day. Weird. Why, do, why are you wearing that? Eh, just happened. It's a sweet movie shirt. She's it's, been waiting to wear it. We're going to be episode. reviewing Independence Day. Yeah. That's the movie. ID4. ID4. Yeah. It came out on the 7th of July. It did. Which is almost Independence ID7. Day. <laughs> it may be Independence Day somewhere, just not here in America. Mm. Yeah, this one came out in 96. 96, not bad. Not, yeah, Not it's bad. a good good vintage 96. Yeah. So this movie actually has the most miniatures used in the I film. loved watching the featurettes for this one because like they just have this New York City and it's suspended kind of like upside down at an angle. Oh, that's and neat. then they yeah. light the shit on fire and it's great That's great. They blew up a little White House. Yeah. They blew it up. They built one. They blew it up. Like, <laughs> I, I saw it at a point in my life where I could have taken that path. The path where I get to blow up little models of little cities and little buildings. But no. I fucked it all up. We Joe. should blow up our own buildings. We should blow up our we, we, the, 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 miniature buildings, please. <laughs> yeah, miniature buildings. Yeah, the smaller ones. <laughs> the small ones. Uh, ninety six had a budget of a bunch of money. Seventy five million dollars. Yeah, seventy five million estimated opening weekend. Made most of it back. Fifty million bucks. Yeah, already. just uh, in the first weekend. Uh, gross in the United Books. States of America as of December thirty first, nineteen ninety and seven. $306 million in just the US of A. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Good. Very America-centric movie, but still made $817 million worldwide gross. Those are the numbers we're comfortable with, about $800 million worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, that's big bucks. Can we talk, though, for a minute about how garbage everybody on Rotten Tomatoes seems to think this movie is? Nobody likes it, huh? I don't know why. It's got like 63% on Rotten Tomatoes that's right now. That's a little now. cliche. I think it's where... I it, mean, at yeah. that point, when it was released, it was a pretty... I mean... I won't say it wasn't contrived, but it was at least interestingly done. I don't remember anybody really complaining about the jokes and one-liners that kind of rub me the wrong way now. Gene and I both voted thumbs down for Independence Day, but we didn't hate it. We just didn't think it was very good. It was kind of a goofy, silly, clunky 1950s flying saucer movie attached to a high-tech and truly brilliant advertising and promotional campaign. TV stations actually sent news crews to interview the people standing in line, talk about a non-event, and so even more people turned up, and it did become an event. The writer of this movie, Greg, the writer. Was it Roland Emmerich? Yeah. You know what about Did he you write know? it or direct it? He wrote it and he directed it. He wrote it too? It. Okay. I you, know, sure. you know what else he did? A lot of stuff. The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one? yeah. Yeah, we'll watch more of his movies. He's a, he's a disaster movie. The Day After movie, Tomorrow uh, had some very important creator. weather in it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. You see some of these taglines? Yeah, dude, these taglines are great. Don't make plans for August. That's my probably my favorite one. <laughs> it's the dumbest one. Don't be plans for August. What do you mean? Cancel. You're going to go see this movie and you're going to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These extraterrestrials don't want to phone home. They want our home. Ooh, you can't have it, motherfucker. Those fighting words. The day we'll fight back. <laughs> what the fuck? The doomsday ship. How is that a tagline? Or Earth, take a good look. It could be your last. Once again, come to this movie. But you're probably going to die. Right. The question of whether or not we're alone in the universe has been answered. On July 2nd, 1996, the aliens came. On July 3rd, 1996, the aliens saw and struck. On Independence Day, 1996, the human race will conquer. So that is the whole movie. That is basically the whole plot. Spoiler alert. Yeah, thank you for... Now we know how that's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like this tagline. They only want one thing. 
destruction. Destruction. <laughs> but All they, they don't. They want our resources. I thought yeah. they made that clear in the movie. I mean, they're not. They're not mindless destruction. Right. Aliens. They, I mean, they just they want our goop. Yeah. They Warning: don't. Your next stop might not be there. What? <laughs> that had to have been on the bus or a train. Yeah, like spoiler like a subway. I'm sorry, like, yeah. like like a, like a little like like a viral marketing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh the Super Bowl one? That's the only one we haven't read yet. Enjoy the Super Bowl. It may be your last. <laughs> July 2nd, they arrive. July 3rd, they attack. July 4th is... Independence Day. Everybody knows who's in this movie, but just to be clear, Bill Pullman plays the president. Yes. Will Smith plays an Air Force captain hoping to become a NASA astronaut. An Will astronaut? Smith pretending to be... Captain Stephen Hiller. Yeah. So Will Smith. Jeff Goldblum plays David Levinson, who is a technology nerd. Most of this movie. Somehow. Randy um, Quaid is. Randy Quaid. Yeah. Mary McDonnell. But right now our dream is to take a break, and we'll be back. After this message from not sponsors at all, because we are unsponsored. After these messages, we'll be right back. Well, I saw that little um, teaser reel. It looks pretty good. It gave me goosebumps. It's very scary. And I was going with every with with many shots. I was going, wow, wow. Oh my God! You know it, it's very stunning and uh, scary and uh, awesome. Uh, we're back from our break. Hopefully, you bought whatever our advertisers were selling. Mattresses. We'd like jobs. We'd like a cut. Job mattresses. We'd like a cut of it. Mattress jobs. Yeah. Well, uh, what's going on? So we get this uh, aliens here. Yeah. Yeah. This is an alien movie. Alien disaster. We've got some people. Staring at some screens, learning about outer space signals, and SETI. SETI is what it is. SETI? Search for extraterrestrial intelligence or something like that. Is oh, what it yeah. For. yeah. Um, and they have a like a basically radio telescope or receiver sitting up there, and they and take some this sick stuff. base. It's super cool stuff. They really yeah. do it for real in real life. I like know. It's legit. They're, they're looking for sick base. There's a they're, Dandy Warhol they're looking song for, about it. They're looking for somebody that, that can drop it harder than Skrillex. Yeah. And they and have yet to find him. anybody. This guy found it. Is basically anybody. But Any intelligent life out there. This movie has some, some tougher than Skrillex stuff going on. Because they found aliens. They found them. They're like, oh my God, it's coming from the moon. And the, it's not from the moon, though. No. It's from this giant space machine. The mothership, Greg. The mothership. The mothership. It's coming for him. It's coming for that mothership. This movie opens with REMs. It's the end of the world as you know it. It's the end. Opening the movie with REM is not a great way to win me over. But this is my favorite REM song. If you this is your favorite REM song. I hate REM. Shiny Happy People. Nah. Shiny Happy People's amazing. This one. But the fifty twos in there. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my religion. Is that you singing REM like you're the B fifty twos? Dude, I know REM. You know, I've every REM CD ever made. REM. I live yeah. and die by REM. I, I noticed about you. You've seen my CD collection. It is literally just REM. And your tattoos. It's every I've got every <laughs> album tattooed on my back. No more room for new albums, but these things happen. So yeah, it's July second, Greg. 
Yeah. There's a mothership. It shows up. Everybody freaks out. David, the fucking uh, cable repairman from MIT, played by Jeff Goldblum, he finds out that, like, hey, these spaceships are communicating a, what seems, might be a countdown, and I don't think they're friendly at all. I'm actually, I'm pretty convinced they're not friendly. That countdown is for them to explode the world, which is a pretty leap, a pretty big leap. Yeah, that like, is a giant leap. But what if it was a countdown fair, to say hello? A countdown <laughs> to say hello. We are going to put this over all your major these these destroyers all over all your major cities. Not going to say a word to you or attempt any sort of communication or yeah. put put pe- people on the ground. It's a fair assumption that they're they're, they're there to do something. Let's, bad. They're parked on the front lawn of the White House. They're just here to say hello. I, I'm convinced. If you're the president and you're listening to this podcast, please don't bother calling us. We don't really care that much. No. There was a Fruitopia. Fruitopia? Uh, yeah. A vending machine? Those drinks, man. Do they still make Fruitopia? That nope. stuff's long gone, right? No, it's long gone. I wanted one. I was like, kind of want to yeah. make a bad choice want, right now. I want some <laughs> sugar water. <laughs> I want some rebranded Kool-Aid. They just gave it to us in high school. Like, drink this after you're done at the gym. <laughs> it's hydrating. I, I don't remember that at all. It's hydrating, Greg. I do remember Fruitopia being incredibly popular at school. I, it I has like, fruit in it, and it's healthy. The 90s it's had- juice. These flavored drinks, very sugary flavored drinks, and they were all they all had a strawberry kiwi flavor. Yeah. Every last one of them had a strawberry kiwi flavored one. And they, I really miss strawberry kiwi. And they're all basically soda without bubbly water and sold as juice. More or less. Yeah. They're they're marketed as a healthier choice because there are no bubbles in it. But there's just as much, if not more, sugar. So like Hawaiian punch. Crack that code. Hey, if there's a way to pursue happiness, somebody out there will find it. And that's cool by us. You know, we like it when people feel good. That's why we put the fruit in Fruitopia. Because at Fruitopia, we just want to make you feel good. Um, I, I relate to Will Smith's character right away, because I would totally sleep through the fucking alien earthquake, for sure. Yeah. It hasn't killed it? me yet. Go back to bed. And, and make a snarky comment about the neighbors. Till they call me in, I'm gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah you make fun of the neighbors. And <laughs> yeah. That's me. <laughs> why I was peeing. <laughs> Oh, looks like the neighbors can't handle the earthquakes. That was a weird scene, too. He's Pussies. like, dick in hand, making a comment. <laughs> Everybody knows my penis is in my hand. I thought it was a very humanizing moment. It was. Because who in this room doesn't pee? The gelatinous cube raised his hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say hand, but it's the adventurer's bones. Most of it's uh, arm bones and hand bones. Hands. Yeah. She excretes. Maybe that person didn't urinate. I don't know. Yeah. I can't communicate with the gelatinous cube. Early on, we... um. We get to meet pretty much everybody who's going to be in this movie as it moves forward. We meet Russ, who uh, is... An airplane drunk driver. Is an airplane drunk driver and played by... What was his fucking Randy name? Quaid. Randy Quaid. Yeah. He was, he was a flyer. He flies planes. Crop duster. Crop dusting. And that's not a fart joke. He, dust crop, he dusts crops. And one of his kids is basically a diet Keanu Reeves. Talks like him, walks like him, looks like him. So at 42 Ooh. minutes... And 47 seconds, we get our first death, Greg. Pew, pew, pew. They thought they could communicate. The first step at communicating with the spaceship was, let's throw some lights onto a helicopter, fly it up to the spaceship and blink, I guess, machine language at it. This is the thing. In this movie, we find out that, like, these aliens aren't here to be our friends. They're not here to hang out. They are here to hang out, just not with us. They want us dead. They're here to take all of our resources. Yeah. They want to figure out what we've got, yeah, and then make sure that it's theirs instead yeah. of ours. Couldn't send a direct signal, right? You're talking about line of sight. 
Yeah, that's right, exactly. Curve of the Earth prevents it. You'd need satellites to relay that signal in order to reach each ship. Well, I found a signal hidden inside our own satellite system. Excuse me, Mr. Preston. They're starting. They're using our own satellites against us. And the clock is ticking. Early on in the movie, all they're doing is they, they just drop this big fucking energy beam on one of the most iconic disaster movie scenes of all time, which is the energy beam hitting the White House. Yeah. And exploding a tiny little toothpick. Yeah, absolutely. That That is one of the most remembered and uh, spoofed sequences, I feel like, of the <laughs> 90s. It also gives us an hour into this movie, gives us a chance to clear out some of these extra characters that are just way too exhausting to keep following around. Raspy voice guy. Raspy voice. Gay raspy voice guy. Way gone. too much energy. Yeah. And he dies. He just goes like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. You're so worried about your aunt. I've got to call my therapist. <laughs> I got to call my mother. mother. I've got to call my lawyer. <laughs> the guy. Yeah, forget the lawyer. It was the, the 90s. They he made was, lawyer jokes all the time. You're supposed to say fuck the lawyer, but they were going to get an R rating. So they had to take fuck the lawyer out. Yeah, uh, so we get the, the helicopter blowy-uppy. Yeah, so then we know these aliens are not cool. Not, right? at least, you know, maybe it was a miscommunication. No, wait, that's <laughs> Mars Attacks. The only thing that drove me crazy was David, the cable repairman. He figured out that there's, there's this countdown, right? So he drives all the way to D.C. because nobody's taking his phone calls. It parks outside the White House and just happens... It just happens that his ex-wife works in the White House close to the president. Dude, it's Roland Emmerich, man. Yeah, everything's it's, just so connected, right? He said that he knew how to triangulate her. He, he triangulates her <laughs> with a cell phone, yep. With a single device, like, by the way. not again. How do you do that, bad man? Yeah. So, so Who's stalking me? He has other devices planted at the White House, or there's some serious screwing up on how triangulation works so with cell phones. A, yeah, so he let this guy who was spying on the White House in. And a guy actually has a history of punching the president. He did this, apparently. That's not important either. He, he punched him before he was the president. He, yeah, he did, but still. And they're like, and then they listened to him. So the president was like, so maybe I shouldn't be directly under the spaceship. But he didn't have to stay there. No. He could have just moved. He was trying to be solid with the country. He was, well, like, he was showing that they had nothing to fear from these aliens and we just fucking just lie immediately to me. panic. Just fucking lie to me. This. They have a duplicate Oval Office in the bunker. Just go into that one and be like, yep, still at the White House. <laughs> Everything's fine. Definitely right here <laughs> in the White House. They're like, they fuck up and it's light outside in the windows, but it's actually 10 o'clock at night. Right. <laughs> it's like in DC. He's like, ah, this is a pre-recorded thing. That's why it's lights on. Oh, no, now it's night out there. Uh, they flip the switch mid-speech. The important part is I stole the White House. The important thing is where else you're, could you're I possibly fine. be? You're, you're not going to get blown up by crazy spaceships. <laughs> Pigeons. Go, space pigeons. Go to the top space of the building. Pigeons. Space pigeons are going to fuck you up. You're going to fly right up your booty hole, those space pigeons. Coming it's, for your breadcrumbs. They're going to beak their way into your booty hole. And Coming they're, they're going gonna to undigest your breadcrumbs, eat them, and then poop them out into your digestive system. Space pigeons are terrifying. <laughs> space pigeons make you poop your own poop twice. It's gross. <laughs> it's really bad stuff. So... Other than space pigeons, yeah. <laughs> this movie starts to lose plot points quick. This is just, but right here, everything is, blows up. The president's now, finally like, maybe we should evacuate, right? Maybe yeah. we should go. You know what? Everybody's leaving these cities. Maybe we should also do that. And he gets away because he's the president. 
and, and, and he has Jeff and Goldblum. He's, with he's Bill Pullman. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bill Pullman has Jeff Goldblum. Uh, his wife isn't so lucky. She's off in fucking L.A. doing some bullshit. And, and oh, I'm the first lady. I have to do stuff. Yeah, like not horse crap. What it is? Yeah, should have got the safety too. Instead, she fucking pays the ultimate price. Yeah, she dies. <gasps> yeah, but wait later. You have to like watch her die slowly. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is where we find out what Will Smith does for a living. He flies jet planes. He's an the astronaut. Black well, he's an aspiring astronaut. He's an aspiring astronaut. An expired astronaut? He's an expired astronaut. He's actually denied. Oh, he did get denied right here in this movie, right? And we find out that he's going to propose to his girlfriend, and there's like a gay marriage joke that we're supposed to think is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing he didn't get to go to space because we need him here on Earth. Right. Because what if he'd have gone to space and found the aliens and joined up? Then we'd have been fucked. Yeah, because- What if he became an alien? Good stuff happens when Will Smith is around. Mm-hmm. All like things just happen for this man, except for being accepted into astronaut class school. Let's, let's go to a break. <laughs> Take us to a break, gelatinous Liz. This is a break now. We are going to go to a break. Independence Day finally, man, 2016. That's right. Why, yeah, why did it take so long, I'm not, man? I'm not doing it. I'm not. Don't get the, don't get that look I on. I don't that get that movie so much. So you're listen, not doing it. I'm not in. Like, okay, Please. guys, listen. <laughs> there are, we are gonna talk. About is that your favorite? What's your favorite Will Smith no. movie? Is that your favorite one? Probably she's, Independence Day. I love Independence Day. She we wasn't born for half though. of my movies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm back. Richard He's and Liz back. have joined, and Richard is being slowly digested by Liz. Mm. The beautiful mm. sight. They're finally joined as one. It tickles until it itches. We are also reviewing Voodoo Ranger, Atomic Pumpkin, I'm assuming some sort of ale. Uh, 6.4% alcohol by volume. By volume. And it is from the which New brewery? Belgium. New Belgium Brewing Company. Where are they? Uh, next to Old Belgium Brewing Company. Like yeah, Boston. 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 They Boston. Don't spill beer all over my couch, lizard. It is a pumpkin ale. It's a pumpkin ale featuring cinnamon, cinnamon, nutmeg, and they're nutmeg in habanero. Habanero. Oh, that's where the spicy was. For just the right amount of heat, it is not a drink. It from me. I took a drink and immediately gave it to Liz. Gave it to Liz. And I said, like no, thank you. Liz has had like, like four of the motherfuckers. So, oh, it's from Colorado. I was wrong. That's close. New Bell. Oh, they do fat tire, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I hate that one. Well, I don't love it. So uh, it's, uh, it's spicy, which is true. It's a bit pumpkin-y, which is true. Tastes a bit cinnamony, which is true. And all these things that they say on their label are not lies. But if they say it's delicious, they are lying. I don't mind it. If you handed me one, I would drink it. I would not. I will never buy it again, though. Wouldn't buy it, but enjoying it now. You guys did buy it, though. Wouldn't buy it again, I guess. Wouldn't atomic, buy it when... because it has the word atomic in it, and we were lacking in UFO-themed beers. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is. You'd think that UFO beers would, would be everywhere, especially with us living thing. so close to Area 51. Yeah, right next to it. They had beer UFO beers all summer, away. and none, none when we went there today. Yeah. They fucked us. Oh, in Space Rock, but we, we uh, already did that for- Apparently, uh, UFO one. beers are summer. Summer theme. Yeah, apparently. And uh, so we're, yes. we're finally like, 
going to take a bit of an offensive against these alien motherfuckers because that are over here murdering us. We didn't scramble our fighters as soon as the aliens showed up. That's yeah, how fucking much confidence we had. There's no fucking <laughs> way that any president ever, period, no matter what, would not have immediately gotten people on high fucking alert and ready to rock and roll. Yeah, all the Will Smiths fighting force friends die one right after another. All oh, yeah. the Will Smiths in the universe. No, Will Smith can't die. Will Smith, there is no universe. He doesn't get hurt. Where Will Smith is dead. No. no. In, in all well, the multidimensional possibilities, there's not one where Will Smith does not exist as he does today. There are barely any where he doesn't just Except like, for rise one victorious. very, very dark hitch universe. I don't like it. Where he's the matchmaker guy. <laughs> <laughs> he dies violently in that one. Yeah, that's the one where he dies violently. The rest are fine. <laughs> so all Will Smith's friends perish. It's like, oh no, that was got shields too. Yeah. Oh no, the shields. Ah. They all die. His best friend dies last. They don't get to smoke the cigars together. And they're yelling at each other, ta- like talking to each other. Quipping the whole time. Quipping. Nobody's taking it seriously. Yeah, oh, let's just shoot aliens. I mean, they're just trying to kill us and everybody on Earth, right? Let's get, Bring it get up there. Yankee. We don't know anything about them. They only have advanced technology and just fucking hover there. Blasted the shit out of everything. Murder killed the entire army and the base. They went out to the base too. They're like, oh, you got a base over here? Let's, we'll take care of that for you. Yeah. Yeah, no Just base. Blow shit up. No base. But not Will Smith. Will Smith is a lone survivor. He drops a parachute on an alien ship. Yes. From the back of his, uh, like his landing chute. Yep. From the back of his jet. Can you even do that? I, jet? If you're Will, Will Smith, Smith, you can. can? Otherwise, Will Smith would be dead. Will Smith would be like dead. the very violent universe of Hitch. Like the Hitch universe. <laughs> the Hitch universe. We're about to get to one of the most important scenes in maybe all of cinematic history. He has an alien. He being Captain Stephen Hiller has a fucking spaceship on his tail, shooting his little green shit. Don't you shoot that green shit at me? Shoot that green shit at me. He listens. He, he said it, but he yeah. keeps shooting. Yeah. And Will Smith is like, "Fine, fuck you, buddy," and he makes him fly into a fucking wall by shooting that parachute on his shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna assume that the alien's all fucked up and concussed because Will Smith opens the hatch to the spaceship and punches an alien right in the damn head after saying Welcome to Earth. Did he? He drags this fucking alien across the desert for three hours. For three hours? Somehow it wasn't dead. How was it three hours? It was three hours. And there's a line in that where he's walking. And he goes, "What's that smell?" And that was that was uh, that wasn't that was for real because apparently that desert smells like decomposing shrimp brine because the shrimp die in this like shallow water. Oh, okay. So, so he was just really okay. upset that it smelled like shrimp carcass. What an amazing of, place the desert is. What a what a, what a magical nature's miracle. <laughs> what a magical sandbox. Everything smells death, like death here. Dead shit Come to the, the desert. Sun. Where we won't kill you, hopefully. So, this is where everybody meets at Area 51. It's like this magical thing. We have this, this giant like, fucking RV caravan. Everybody shows up with inflatable alien dolls and t-shirts. and We gotta, <laughs> right. we gotta, go, we gotta go to this base. What base? There's no base on my map. Not gonna be on your map. Not gonna be on your map. The base is Senor Frogs, Area 51. <laughs> right. Roland Emmerich, get out of here. Hey, man. It turns out we have a base full of aliens and spaceships that are exactly like these. It's the first thing you say when the aliens show up. 
and yes. you have that information. Yeah, you absolutely 100% tell the president, we know a little bit about these guys. They're probably not the friendliest of guys. They shouldn't whoops. look friendly. <laughs> really like big time whoops. He doesn't say anything. It's That's my... That's Plausible the deniability. Yeah. yeah. They all get to Area 51 one way or the other. Who the fuck cares? They all <laughs> on up... foot and then in an RV. Yeah. They get there and they're like, oh shit, we've had aliens this whole time and nobody's fucking sharing this information. And then with Will humanity. Smith just happens to show up with one at that place. Like, I got one too. You guys got a couple here. I've got one to add to your collection, space people, man. I'm going to put this out there. If I ever crashed my jet in the desert, I would have no fucking clue where I am or where I'm going. I would die of exposure within minutes, I, I imagine. Would- the president is hanging out with in in Area 51 of all these aliens. Yeah, and he gets and the alien that Will Smith brought that's alive ends up taking over Data's Brent who's Spiner. one of the scientists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, takes over his brain and can talk to the president. So he kills a bunch of the scientists. They try to dissect him while he's alive. Yeah, that wasn't very cool of them. And the uh, the yeah. they they share a mind link, the president and the thing, and they realize that the alien they. Is there a name for these aliens? They no. gotta have. There's some. There's gotta be some internet forum where they're like, these aliens are called the such and such. Such a pods, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're such a pods. That's good enough. Such a pods. Yeah. The so such-a-pods. these such a pods can communicate telepathically, apparently. And he links up with the president and is like, hey, guess what? We just want your shit. You're gonna die. And the president's like, oh shit, they just want our shit, and we're gonna die. The president took his brain. Took that the alien's brain with him, and the alien took the president's brain with him. But the president didn't die so now the president knows things yeah bad plan by the alien by the way yeah don't just tell him your secrets yeah then the alien gets shot to death because he basically just told them we were going to kill them it was bad strategy because now the president knows there's no chance for peace and he's like let's nuke those bastards because it wouldn't be a disaster movie if, if we didn't try to solve it with nuclear yeah. missiles we didn't try to nuke those bastards yeah. <laughs> if you have you got to nuke the bastards you got to nuke the bastards these, but these are things that's that like happen. they just Nuke Houston. It's not a huge loss. Yeah, it's just Houston. <laughs> yeah. Not like a millions and millions and millions of people live there. Well, they should have left when the spaceship showed up. They probably were mostly gone after yeah. the first explosion wiped out most of Houston. But as usual, the nukes do no good. There's never been a movie other than Crack in the World. Where a second nuke, where a nuke has been helpful? At all, yeah. And yeah. That was just to solve a nuke problem. They used a nuke to solve a nuke problem. That was a yeah. little different situation. Uh, Oh, yeah. Also, one of my favorite moments in this movie, Greg, was when Will Smith... Steals a helicopter and goes and like finds his wife immediately. Oh yeah. Who also happens to be hanging out with the first lady. What a coincidence. They found each other all in the same it's place. It's amazing, isn't it? How all these things happen. But the first lady is so hurt that she's dying of internal bleeding, but looks fantastic. She looks great. Until right? the end. She's such a beautiful woman too. Yeah. And she's not doesn't look like she's in any pain. Doesn't even look that dirty. I look worse in the morning. She's been sleeping on the ground for two days while bleeding internally after crashing in a helicopter, and she looks better than I do. Will Smith does find Will his wife. Will Smith does find his wife. Captain, he, whatever his, his name is. His not wife yet, his girlfriend. His girlfriend, he who marries in about five seconds. Yeah. He finds her, finds um, his soon-to-be adopted son, or stepson, and finds the first lady. The first lady dies when she gets back to Area 51. No technology to do this with. He's just like, fuck it, I'll fly yeah. around and fucking find shit. He just shows up. My favorite part, though, is he does threaten that guy who goes, who tries to stop from stealing the helicopter. It's a big guy, and he goes, just tell him I hit, hit you. And the guy looks incredulous. I'm like, Will Smith, this man just fucking knocked out an alien for three hours in one punch. Exactly. Don't an alien you. in an ex- exoskeleton fucking armored-ass shit Don't and then believe dragged you. it across the yeah. desert. He's got some kind of mojo. It looks They'll great. believe you. Anyways, like I said three times already, but the first lady does die when she gets back. God, she does she die? 
in it's, this? Yeah, but it's like really oh, like oh jeez, anticlimactic. You don't even get the like oh jeez. She dies. And the president lies to her. And he goes, oh, "You're geez. gonna be fine." Oh wait. Oh sorry, you're so broken up. I thought oh jeez. We oh, he rushes her daughter, his daughter, out of the room during her mother's last moments of life, and then tells her, goes out into the hallway and goes, "Yeah, mommy's sleeping." <laughs> yeah, she goes, "Is mommy sleeping?" He goes, "Yeah." I'll tell you what, mommy's Richard, sleeping. You go tell my kids how to deal with death. You're gonna wake them up and pass their bedtime. <laughs> they are both in bed. <laughs> so fucking, where the fuck are we in this goddamn movie? No, um. David is a genius. David, super genius. David's like, let's fucking hammer out a virus real quick. stereotypically Jewish father yells at him for not being Jewish enough. He goes, wait a minute. That's it. Disease, like world of the world. I'm going to fucking like. He's the Shlemiel and the Shlemazel. The Shlemiel and the Shlemazel. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you guys ever seen World of the Worlds? That's how this movie ends too, but it's a computer virus this time. Mm. Get it? Get it? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. David hacks the um, alien language. With an apple. How did you do that? I gave it a cold. I gave it a virus. Computer virus. Are you telling us you can send out a signal that will disable all their shields? That's right, just like they used our satellites against us. We can use their own signal against them. And he demonstrates this by letting the one the soldier guy shoot the can off. But the first time he shoots it, the force field is still active. And a bullet just ricochets, rick- and and in my version, somebody somebody goes down. I don't care who, but somebody's just out of the movie. Yeah, because of that bullet. Maybe like the president just gets it right in the head. He's like, "Oh, come on, Richard." He's like, "Listen, that was a big mistake. I get that, but you're really going to want to see what I had to show you next." Yeah. And then he drops the shield and shows that he can hack the shield with malware. I just want to believe that he's like, "There's just a bunch of ads for like penis enlargement all over the." Uh, <laughs> The screen on the monitors as like the ships are exploding. Do those aliens have pornography? That's a thing. It's just are our they sexual beings at all? Anyway, we're what are we doing now? We're go. We're so about he shows to you can fucking, hack the you can hack the Gibson. Yeah, with, we're with about the to fight these yeah. motherfuckers. So he's like, we could do this, and so they communicate with the whole world. They're like, let's use Morse code because our satellites have been hijacked by this aliens. They use Morse code to coordinate. Yeah, an attack. They're gonna drop the shields. Yep. You get a couple battles, Greg. It doesn't matter. It's the same as the other battles. Yeah, it's not going well. It's very one-sided. The aliens are, are fucking shit up. We can take a couple of them out, but it's okay. We don't have to kill all the aliens. We don't have enough pilots. That's why Russ, the drunken pilot, gets to fly with them, and the president does. <laughs> yeah. Because like we don't have enough pilots. As they start to fire a beam, we figure out a way to take them down. Yeah. Every time I watch this movie, I go, if the president's missile just would have hit instead of hitting that door, if he just would have waited, been patient, dipped the nose of his airplane, something. This movie would have ended yeah, a different angle of attack would have made a world of difference. Russ has to give his life in a kamikaze attack. The important thing is here that in one of the original edits of this, one of the original cuts of this movie, he was going to do it in a fucking biplane with a bomb strapped to the bottom of it. Well, that's amazing. That they're like, it's actually in the extra features of the movie. That's amazing. It's ridiculous, and it looks ridiculous. Feller and Feller 2, we got uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum flying an alien spacecraft. Right up to the mothership so they can try and deploy this virus to take the shields down on everything that's on Earth. Um, Will Smith has just about as much chance of flying this thing properly as Jeff Goldblum does at writing a virus that's going to be effective. So, of course, he can do it. Yeah, He's like, I actually. saw this. I saw it maneuver. I'm qualified. Completely ignoring the fact that these aliens have, like, tentacles and all this shit. Right. And they've got fucking mind powers that <laughs> they could be doing shit with. 
But no, 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 Will Smith can just steer it. No big deal. He's Will Smith. With Harry- his Scientology powers. With his Scientology power. Wait, Will Smith's a Scientologist? Yeah, very much so. Oh, no. Quietly so. Actually, oh no quietly so will smith but if you're listening to this please stop so we fly up there and there's a problem they get like autopiloted in yeah and their nuclear missile that they're supposed to drop uh still has to be deployed but they can't get their ship to release from the clamps mm-hmm. they can't get out good, good, good. but they light up their cigars because those fucking cigars and they're like yep i guess we're gonna die here that lady's singing i guess this is armageddon we're gonna die up here with this nuclear missile but it's not Armageddon. It's not. It's not Bruce Willis. Oh, another movie where nuclear missiles solve the problem. Fortunately, this fucking missile doesn't shoot all the way through the ship and go out the other side. Because when they shoot it, it starts flying through walls yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, it's just, how funny would that be if it just went out the other side and just kept going? But the important space. thing is that it actually fired and they can leave now. Yeah. Somehow their they're, they're, uh, their ship clamped. is declamped. They have 30 seconds, which isn't enough time to get away from the shockwave, but it's a movie. They land. Everything explodes. They save the world on July 4th. And Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum have the best hero walk of any of these movies, in my opinion. I mean, it was it's, pretty much straight out of Top Gun. Yeah. But, like, Jeff Goldblum's walk, he's, like, dancing while he's walking. It's just, like, this silly little, like... Yeah, it's a silly strut. <laughs> that's that's what I would do, because I wouldn't be able to take myself seriously, even if I had saved the planet. I would just be like, yeah. Right. Save the fucking planet. That's right. Y'all, I'm the best. Please <laughs> stop looking at me. Watch but this also, I'm dancing. <laughs> it would be weird to run. Right now, after so, saving the planet, we're gonna we're gonna get weird and take a break. That's Jeff Goldblum, and when we get back, we are going to give you our final thoughts and our final recording review scores and a gold bar. One of those things is not true. Perhaps it's fate that today is the Fourth of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Let's come back and do our reviews. Welcome back. Welcome back. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we're back. I'm glad we practiced that. From break, which was a couple minutes. Okay. Um, What I liked about this movie was some of the dialogue was still pretty funny. Some of it was a little dated. I enjoyed the pacing. I enjoyed... I enjoyed some of these movies that don't take themselves too seriously. Nobody ever looks too hurt. Even like the first lady not looking that bad off when she died. It's kind of soap opera-esque. Nothing is too serious. It doesn't drag you down too far. Um, what I didn't really care for was it was two hours and like 15 minutes long. And there's an extended cut. And nothing really happens in that space. It doesn't need to be that long. And we say it a lot, but it doesn't. There was that scene when they were leaving 
the mothership, that was the longest, slowest fucking like spaceship battle I've ever seen. It was Have so. Have you ever seen a spaceship slow. fly so slowly? Yeah, Liz and I watched it again today. Right before we came over, I was like, Liz. Have you ever seen a spaceship fly so slow, slowly? It's going so fucking slow. Uh, overall, though, I think this is a piece of like American culture. I, I think it's yeah, always going to be. Yeah, a big deal. I can get behind that. It, it's better than Armageddon. It's better than the movies that try to oh, do it. Oh, God, Again. yeah, it's better yeah. than Armageddon. It's got charm. The people who, the guy, what's his face? The guy who wrote it. Uh, uh, what was his name? Roland um, Emmerich. Ro- he was having a good time with this. You could tell. I give it, I give this one a 6.78. 6.78 on the Richter scale. Yeah, on the Richter scale. Liz, you're up. What did you like? What didn't you like? Well, your... I paid a dollar eighty at Value World for this T-shirt, so ten out of ten. Ten out of ten for the T-shirt. What about the movie? Yeah, the movie too. Okay, shirts a ten out of ten. Movies a ten except out of ten. Too long. She loved everything except it's too long. I loved this movie. I loved the level in Star Fox sixty four that was clearly inspired by this movie. <laughs> right. And um, I'm a big fan. I like the practical effects were really well done and really cool. The special effect, the CG was really well done and really cool. I mean, overall, this movie was looked pretty good. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, there were too many subplots, too many threads to pull. Other than that, it was it was it was a fine watch. I would give this one a seven point five on the Gregter scale. All right, well that that wraps up another episode of the What a Disaster podcast. Another so, one. Yeah. Thanks nice. for thanks for taking your time and joining us. We really like it. We like being being your podcast of choice while you're listening, listening, doing yeah, things to this, and maybe doing stuff. We might be back next week, but who knows? You know, we're yeah. pretty lazy at this point. It's hard to say. You we're feel just free fucking check like... out our show notes for info on the beer we drank or for contact info. And you know, obviously, we're going to give you the contact info. So, whatadisasterpod.com dot com is our website. Check us out there. You got at p o d w a d podwad on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook. We're on Instagram as WADPod. And guess what? More than anything else, we love phone calls, voicemails, text messages, all that good stuff. And you can call us on our red phone hotline at 209-781-9113. I deliberately put the 911 in there when I picked the phone number. That's great. Wanted to make sure. I Don't had a start with the last part of the phone so, number. Two zero nine seven eight one nine one one three. Hooray! Hooray! Thank you for listening to episode. I believe twenty three of what is episode twenty. Can you believe we're at twenties? Like we're almost got a year into this it's motherfucker. Pretty great. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm always happy when I do something. You don't quit right away. I saw. Oh, I quit so right many away. Movies I never thought I'd see. Oh yeah, these are all really stupid movies. I mean, great movies. Thank you. Bye. Greg, you sleep, man? No. Can I have you Oh, no, he's on sleep. I love you. Bye. All right, guys. I love you. Oh, man. Richard, I'm tired, buddy. So this movie... Let's do this Opens with Greg being tired.